That's right. Well said, Tommy D. Tommy D's in the house. Tommy D makes it to Vegas. What is the D? What's what's the, or do we not say? Davis. Really? Yeah. It was a baseball player, famous baseball player, Tommy Davis, right? It was. Played for the Dodgers. And I, I, I think there was a coach of Iowa college basketball, Tom Davis. Does it hurt your souls if I tell you that I hate college basketball? It does. It, well, <laughs> I knew it. it. I knew it. Me. Yeah, it especially does. in the line of work you guys are in. Oh, yeah. I love college basketball. I Do you? Of, oh, yeah. It's too many teams for me. But from a betting standpoint, and, and you you know a bunch of shops out here, the shops really take advantage of lines in college basketball. Right. There's so, because there's so many teams, right? So they many, can't. So many teams. They can't and, get it right. And, Stuff falls through the cracks. And there's teams that could never, what's the word I'm looking for? There's just the talent is so spread out in college basketball versus NFL. Any team could beat any team. College hoops, not necessarily. Right. Well, this year it's uh, been necessarily, it, it's, it's, actually. It's been a Did competitive, yeah. This year, uh, unranked teams playing ranked teams, it's like equal. Really? The unranked teams have been beating the ranked teams. Oh, my God. It's so like the, the work. Money line heaven. Yeah, it's been crazy. So a lot of opportunities out there. And I, I got to disagree with you on that because I think anyone could beat anyone on any given day in college basketball. We proof recently, Ohio State beating Purdue easily. But these are these But are, rare, the, right? It's 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 well, rare. You're, that's your point, right? The, the, the big a, boys a, don't a, always. A 26-point dog is rarely beating yeah, of course. someone right. out, right, in college hoops. Ohio State, Purdue, these are somewhat evenly matched teams, though. Mm, uh, you on know, paper? But, I but no, about. I mean, college bet. We got the tournament starting. I'll be back uh, around the Sweet 16. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I hear it's crazy out here for the March Madness, huh? I feel like it's crazy in Vegas every week. But, yeah, for sure, it's, it, it's more. Yeah, I do like the buzz and the excitement that March Madness brings to town, even though I don't like college hoops. I don't even like pro hoops, to be honest. I, I don't really what, like college hoops. What's your sport? You know, baseball. Uh, baseball, baseball, and I, I'm a diehard UFC fan. What who, what team are you fan? Dodgers. You're LA. And, yeah, you're from and LA. Then, and then Rangers. Oh, Texas yeah. Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, I had the Rangers last year. Yeah, uh, I got to give you props on that. When Thank I was you. on George's show, he yeah. told me. 60 to 1. Yeah. I said it. Uh, George wrote it with me, too. Yeah. I said it before the season started, opening day. I said it. I said it on a podcast like every week for four weeks, five weeks into the season. Yeah. They were unbelievable. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you now, I'll say the same thing. So I said the Texas Rangers, I said last year they'd win it, but I also said the year before they'd win it. But the year before, I said they may need one more year, yeah. but I'm going to ride them both years. And I'm going to tell you the same thing about the Cincinnati Reds. I've been hearing about the Reds. <clears throat> yeah. I like that call. Yeah. 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 I, like I hope it doesn't happen because I'm a diehard Dodger fan and I'd rather see the Dodgers or Rangers win. But I think the Reds got a good, they may need one more year though, but. They have a good young squad. I wonder how my lowly Mets will do. I mean, I've been out in New Man. York many years, but the Mets last year, what a disappointing. What what a, how, how much money that owner put into this team, and it, what an embarrassment. You know, the Mets and the Padres are two teams that, for I feel like for the last four years, I have said, man, they're scary. Man, look out. And look I don't know why they just they can't get it together. Well, look at the lineup. Though. I mean, San Diego has. It's insane. Let's, I mean, look at those young players. Right. Soto, Machado. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's that? Tatis. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, you've got a lineup like that. Murderer's row. Right. You think you're going to win at least 90, 100 games. Right. Minimum. And then somehow the D-backs <laughs> last yeah. year, well, <laughs> winning just, 80, 80 games or 82 games, yeah. end up uh, uh, almost doing it. Like, in the it's World just Series. Wild. You guys will have the uh, the A's out here in, what, four years they're talking? Yeah, I think 28. Yeah, 2028, which feels like forever, wow. but it'll be here quick. Um, 
kind of wish they'd rename the team, but I get it. Like, I don't know. Well, it's going to be the ace, you think? I think so, yeah. Really? Not yeah. The, like the Vegas ace? Yeah. A lot of people in town are like hating on it. I see on like social media posts and yeah. stuff. But I don't think they realize like if they're not. I get it. They're shitty now, but they will spend money like the ownership. It's pointless to spend money at the, w- right. where they are, exactly. but they'll spend the money now. I to, think I can't yeah. imagine you're going to not. No, you have to. You have to. Right. You yeah, got, you must. Yeah. Because if you bring in a new product to a new state where the buzz is and Vegas is a great sports town. Right. I mean, look at look at the hockey crowd. Right. I, I mean, I've been a hockey game, Stanley Cups, you know, all over the country yeah i went to the stanley cup games here it was like a vibe i've never seen madness before. right yeah it's crazy yeah i didn't think hockey would work here in vegas i was completely oh, wrong i was insane. like hockey in the desert like no one's gonna care who cares about yeah. hockey in vegas yeah. i was so great i couldn't vibe. have been more wrong yeah great yeah vibe. when's I mean, nba coming <laughs> i think they're building something over by the south point right they're building like an nba complex or something i heard uh, who, who wants to bring the team is it not magic shack Shaq and LeBron supposedly, yeah. but they don't want to work with each other. So, oh, that's. I would imagine Shaq is going to win that war, but who knows? I'd rather see Shaq win that war. Yeah, Shaq, smart businessman. I like Shaq. He's a good guy. I don't like LeBron. Very sharp business guy. I know people who know him. Yeah, and they said one of the sharpest. He's got the sharpest crew around him of yeah. people. They know their stuff. And he's a super nice guy. I've only met him a couple times, and it's been a long time since I saw him, but I have a friend that works for Big Chicken. His, uh, Big Chicken. He's got the ch- chicken franchise, uh, like fast food or qu- quick casual chicken, I guess they call he's it. He's involved in so much stuff. Oh, my God. He owns the General. He owns all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, <clears throat> Anything you see him doing a commercial for, he actually owns, I think, the majority stake right. or yeah, a good a chunk of it. it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Smart. That's amazing, right? That's called the smart businessman. Yeah, yeah. Gets involved. Yeah. What do you guys think of Otani? That whole deal for with the Dodgers. The Do- I mean, what what they sign him for? Like how much? Six hundred million. But um, he's only getting two million a year for the first ten years. The rest is deferred. <laughs> Bob, sounds like Bobby Bonilla back in the right, day. but it's he's like still it's, getting paid. Bobby yeah, Bonilla. still, it's like Bobby Bonilla on steroids, right? right? Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm no, a, that's the greatest contract I think sports ever had was Bobby Bonilla. Unbelievable, so, right? The, guy, the guy's been out of the league for how many years? And he's still, oh, like ten years now, right? Or maybe like more? A million and change a year for doing yeah, apps, because they deferred it, like you yeah. said. Griffey Junior. Also, is he um, still getting paid? Griffey Junior. makes more this season than Otani. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Both one's retired, one's playing. It's kind of crazy, but I mean, Otani's can only. I mean, a two-way player like that. I mean, it's got to help the and top yeah. of what the Dodgers have already. <laughs> what about if he gets hurt in his fourth year? I yeah. mean, how's that? I wonder what his contract. Sell says. the team. <laughs> I mean, you know, pay this guy. Hundreds. What is he on a guaranteed contract? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Baseball's injured. always guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. That's It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a lot of money, but yeah, so, you're right. If if that. Four year. Can you imagine? Oh my God! But get back to the the betting end. Yeah. Baseball is also a, a sport for shops. Yeah, they like dogs. They like to play props. Yeah, a lot of professionals do well in baseball. And we've spoken on our show years ago. Bookies wouldn't take baseball. Really? Yeah, going back because of that reason. Well, before online betting, a lot of books after the tournaments or NBA would shut down for the summer because there was no interest in baseball. People didn't like betting baseball, but since the legalization, it has really done yeah. a, a lot for this industry. Yeah, baseball now is we we actually in the days. I mean, we've been doing this since the '80s, late '80s. So think about thirty. Yeah, I'm you've going seen to my the 36th business. Year, we took the summers off. 
Yeah, really. He was, so, he was shut, so, I took off shut June, July, and August. Yeah. Came back for football. Now I can't miss a beat. The last two years, I have not missed a day. I, like wow. literally yeah. busy, busy, busy. Yeah. For yeah. Social media just brings in traffic. Yeah. Legalization is done wonders to this industry. We have all types of new people coming in. Most, yeah. a lot of them don't even understand how to bet. Yeah. But their buddy hit a twelve-team parlay. They want in. <laughs> yeah. Right. They don't understand the point spread. Quite often, they'll call me and say. Money line, Tommy? I go, no, point spread. What's they a go, straight bet? They go, I don't understand. What do you mean point spread? I mean, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, years ago, it was just point spread over unders. Maybe you had a parlay. Right. But now, with, with all these different props and just... It's crazy. What what's it's? I think it's great. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot to come in this industry. Do you guys give out parlays ever? Or you try to stay away. I hate parlays. Stay away. Yeah. yeah. I've been all doing this, it. All the smart guys say stay yeah, away. We, I we, love them. We, because what happens <laughs> is yeah, well, you'll you give like a, you'll odds. give a guy a winner and he'll call you next day. Oh, but I hooked it up with so and so, so I lost. Uh, it seems like new betters. That's all yeah. they want are parlays. Yeah. Well, don't forget. A lot of smaller, you know, a lot of these young kids, they don't have a bankroll yet. They're not established people, really. You know, they're right. young, they're 20s. So they're looking to take small money and right. make Let me run $5 right. up to 400 exactly. right, or whatever. So they're looking to take 50 to one shots. Right. And the only way you can do that is by putting yourself out there. I'm going to send you guys. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up giving you guys a customer this way oh. by putting you on a, I'm going to put you on a group chat with my dentist. This guy, I'm not kidding you. I'm going to send you screenshots. First, I'll put just the three of us on a group text. I'm going to send you screenshots of some of his picks, his parlays. This guy will fire off eight team parlays and and bet $500 to $1,000. Wow. And when he hits, a lot of them are like an eight-teamer, and it's all like minus 300, minus 200, minus 100, minus 300, minus 200. And he hits, and he hits for like 50 to 90 grand sometimes. Yep. Um, obviously, of course, I don't uh, I don't see all the losing tickets. Right. Um, although I may. I mean, he's pretty good. I don't know how he does it, but I can't tell you. I'm going to send you a bunch that he hit, and then I'm going to send you a bunch where literally he missed by one. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, he... Uh, well, we he, hear that all the time yeah, from people. Yeah, he fires away like a lunatic. And then every time I tail him, <laughs> he never wins. Some NFL guy bet, uh, bet like a 10-team poly recently and didn't even know he won. He won like $300,000. So crazy. Yeah, but from a bookmaking standpoint, I'm not here to talk about that necessarily. Yeah. You know, think about it. A guy bets 100 on a poly could win 20 grand it's almost not worth taking that bet because right most you could win is a hundred right you're risking twenty thousand dollars oh right yeah right so, so right. i mean yeah, i know you once yeah, yeah I, I, I know some people in the business and a lot of them hate taking big polys right what do you because sooner or later they might get one and but what you're only risk you could only win a hundred off the guy right. potentially pay out 20 grand right so you got to be careful yeah. with polys and even if he goes over 20 it's still not worth it Right, like in in case, just in most case, most you can win is a hundred bucks. Yeah, but you you got your risk out there. You could have your ass out there for a hundred thousand dollars on yeah. any given day. Yeah, but you know what? On certain on certain players, let's face it, if the guy's been betting with the guy for years and years, and the guy knows his relationship with the guy. Right, he's gonna let him do what he's gonna do because right. in the long run, he knows he's gonna get the money off. Yeah, him. even if he hits that one. Yeah, he's probably gonna lose forty or fifty before he comes back and hits the next one. Right, so he's the guy's not. That's why I tell guys, you, you, they're never going to really make money. It's not a consistent thing to do. 
because yeah. you're never going to make any money at the end of the day doing it. The first day I met this dentist, um, his name, it's Dr. Kim at Hollywood Smile. I, he knows that he, he, he posts about his gambling sometimes, but um, I go into his office, I'm sitting down. It's my first time meeting him and he's got a little TV on and, and there's like whim, a woman's soccer game on, you know, and he sits down, he starts working on me and he says, um, oh, you, you like to gamble? And I go, he's Korean, right? He's like, you like to gamble? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, who you got? And I'm like, with what? And he's like, the game. And I look up and it's like Uruguay, it's women's soccer, like Uruguay versus like Peru or something. I don't, I'm like, what do you mean? Who do I have? He's like, oh, you, you don't bet on this? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you could bet Russian ping pong now at three in the morning. I mean, that's when you might want to seek some of Right. Help you maybe. may have a problem. Yeah, you may just have a problem. Call the hotline. <laughs> yeah, really. I'll tell, yeah. You, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you a funny story. Um, when the COVID hit and all yeah. the sports were good, you know, all the major sports were down. Right. We had to go to Korean baseball. He, he yeah. was betting on that too. And yeah. he was up at like three o'clock in the morning, right? We had no other choice. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. had to start learning Korean baseball. Or, or Belarus soccer. Overnight. Right. The Belarus soccer right. was the only country. And UFC could... was the only thing yeah. going on. Yeah. UFC, when COVID, yeah. they went yeah. to the. Dana uh, marched on. Well, yeah. Dana, he didn't yeah. want to hear anything. So yeah. you could bet UFC it, or Korean baseball. Yeah. Those were our options. There was a joke that Dana would go to Mars or, or, or the moon to, to, yeah. to, to stage a fight. He'd figure it out if he had to. He's a savage like that. He was going to some Island too, right? Yeah. Fight Island in yeah. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What happened with that? It's done. They still do fights there. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the last? Has it been a while? No, they were just there uh, in December. I want to say. Was it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They they go there a couple times a year. Huh. Yeah, they've been good to him. He's loyal like that he, too. He like kept the sports world alive. I mean, actually. it's amazing. I remember sending him a text. You know, maybe in. I don't know, May of during 2020 or something. Right. You know, and I was like, man, you are literally saving our sanity right yeah. now. Thank no. you. And, you know, he was there like. There was no sports to watch. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. It was brutal. Would you ever, and, and that impacted you guys like crazy, right? We were, we were out of work. Yeah. Me too. I lost, my so big sponsor months. at the time was mybookie.ag. And, uh, and then I lost all my other sponsors though. And then, um, cause the, just everybody panicked. And then at least the with the UFC going, I was right. able to get my bookie back into the mix. Yeah, and people, uh, people needed that outlet. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. If you think about it, going from NBA in full bloom, yeah, shut down. Yeah, uh, what did you? Baseball shut down. Yeah, I mean, ho football was all hockey shut down. Yeah, and now you got nothing. I mean, we're in a business like from one minute to the next, there was nothing. Yeah. That's tough. Now I know a lot of guys that water horses we were giving out. Oh yeah, like, horse uh, racing was some going some on. track in Northern uh, California. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually yeah take uh, so and so on the ninth. I right. mean, like, so you <laughs> asked me what my favorite was, and I said yeah. baseball, and I'm a diehard UFC fan. Right. I must come clean. You're a horse man. Oh my God, do I love the horses? Santa Anita, Santa Anita, Del Mar. Del Mar. Go to Del Mar, Del Mar opening day every track, year. Have you been huh? to Del Mar opening day? It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Have I actually went with the casino. They took me once. Really? It was phenomenal. It's so right. much fun. I, I know the, the Del Mar the area. Turf, it's right? beautiful down there. True degenerate life if you're betting on horses, Have you right? Been to the Derby. Of course, six times. They say that's right. the one thing you got to do. Oh before. my God, you have to do it. It's on the bucket list. On the bucket list. I, I actually tried to get a, a verbally binding agreement with Dana about uh, Kentucky Derby because he's never been, but he always schedules fights that week. It's a big fight weekend because um, it's usually the first Saturday in May. What well, is the first Saturday in May, yeah, which right. ends up being like Cinco de Mayo weekend right. or around boxing that usually. Too. So Huge. boxing always has a fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derby's amazing, man. You definitely should go. 
But you can't go unless you go. You know. What That's I'm why I said you I was trying to get a perfectly like binding agreement with Dana. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're going like just to paint and like regular folk, no, don't go. No, no, no. Because you're gonna be like this. No, you and, need a suite or a right. luxury box. Yeah. You need some. You know. Yeah. The best thing to go. I mean, if you have the contacts, I've been invited before, and I should have grabbed the opportunity. I got invited by Caesars in Indiana. Yeah, you blew that. Right, and they were gonna take us first class. You know, to the to well, the. Can derby. we get that? You like how I didn't know? Probably. Club, yeah. We in. Because yeah. we should go. Yeah. I'm part of we. Right. I'm now. Are you, <laughs> I'm are now you, part count of me we. in also. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are, are, you, are you the W or the E in the we? <laughs> I'm whatever you want to be. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll identify as a I'll W or an bags. E. Yeah, your I'll lady, carry your bags. Your lady has to wear a hat there the whole nine no, yards. No, Caesars in Indiana was taking players yeah. to the Derby, and they were like, you know, putting them up yeah. right. nice. Yeah, like yeah. The way you want to go. Yes. Fuck. I'll wear a pink hat if you want me to. I don't care. I need to go back to Derby. You see who's who. When's the last Derby you were at, John? Um, well, it's kind a of a sad story. Uh, okay. 2010. Okay. And, uh, who won uh, that derby? I don't, even I know. don't remember because I left before the derby. Oh, really? Can you imagine my day if that happened? Well, uh, I, I, I had a friend, you know who you are. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> sold me fifth. So I still owned my PR firm at the time and it was the last event I was doing before basically shutting the PR firm down because um, the economy tanked back in like 07. We, just, we stumbled for a few years, whatever. And this guy sold me, who I'd done hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business with over a seven-year period. He used to, uh, I told you last night at dinner, I uh, produced, uh, I threw seven events at the Playboy Mansion. Right. So he used to bring groups of people. They'd buy cabanas for like 10,000, 25,000, whatever. Where were you whatever. those seven Yeah, where were you then? Where was yeah. I? Could have had yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy sold me 56 counterfeit tickets to the Derby. Holy oh, my shit. God. Yeah. Can you imagine? So what, they threw you out? No. Um, they no, didn't let me in. And I, at the time, I had uh, the, uh, the black Amex. And so it was pouring rain that day. And uh, we had to take a, a bus, like I rented a, a charter bus, right, to take everybody. It's fifty six people, you know, and um, oh, and some, so some playmates were with you. No, no, this was uh, <laughs> it makes it even worse. Do you know what YPO is? Young Presidents Organization. To be a member of YPO, you either have to be the CEO or president of a company. Hopefully, I don't. If I get this wrong, don't blast me in the comment section, guys. Uh, you have to be the president or CEO of a company that does a hundred million a year or more in sales wow. or you have to have a hundred employees or more to be so it's a really elite group so well. I, nice took, crowd with you. I took the Beverly Hills chapter oh boy yeah see what that says so 28 CEOs they forgive you, they forgive you st yeah. it was brutal 28 CEOs and their girlfriends or wives uh, or both sometimes no I'm kidding um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and they're plus one right so 56 people plus me so 57 total and uh, I got tickets like right at the finish line. So I thought, and remember I'd been to five other derbies with this guy getting me tickets. So it was like, so I didn't even have anything in writing with him. It was literally like, Hey man, I got, you know, 50, need 56. What do you need? I wired him like $25,000, which was really cheap for that. Um, you know, 56 or 57 tickets at the finish line for Derby. It's nice. like saying, get me 57 tickets at the 50 yard line for the Super Bowl. Like, right. good luck. You can't do it. Not happening. Like, good luck. You know, and the, and the biggest group I've ever brought before that was maybe 10 people, 12 people. So I wired him the money, whatever. And then uh, we get closer and closer and he never like sent me the tickets. 
And uh, the guy from that hired me from the YPO side was like, hey, we need, you know, like, you know, the hotel rooms were like $92,000 that I had to get total because you have to take it from Thursday to Sunday, you know, uh, four day minimum, whatever. And um, and so I was making like 80 grand on this event. Like they paid me like 300 and something thousand dollars wow. total. They got their own flights. I just I just had to handle hotel rooms, transportation uh, to and from the airport in Kentucky. And then obviously the Derby. And I got like Gary Stevens, Hall of Fame jockey, yeah. uh, got me like 56 whips. Um, and I gave whips out as like a, as a present to everybody, like, like autograph rips, wow. uh, whips. And uh, so it's pouring rain. And I'm, I'm standing, I come off the bus first and now I'm handing everybody tickets as they come off, right? Boom, 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 boom. And and we pulled up, is that your phone? Um, you want to take it? Take it. No, sir. No, it'd be kind of fun. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you sure? I'm sure. All right. I don't care. It'd be kind of fun. Ironically, I do it sometimes. 702 number. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hmm. There's a story. Someone yeah. stacked yeah. me for my winner last right? night. Right? Yeah. So um, Trey just looked up in horror. He was like, it's not me. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it's pouring rain, and uh, I'm holding an umbrella as the ladies are coming off, you know, whatever. And all, like we pulled up right to the, like, the, the gate where you get like the group entry. Yep. You know, so it's, it's a 15, 20 foot walk, maybe 30 feet, whatever. Okay. I'm bad with that shit. So it's the, the line is bottlenecked. So I'm like looking at everyone and I'm like, go in, you know, like go, like go in, like we, you know, we let's go. And they're like, I can't really hear. It's raining. It's loud. The engine of the bus, you know? So I go up, I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they say, uh, the, the tickets won't scan. You know, like when you go to an event, it goes, wow. ba-doo, ba-doo, right. So I'm like, what do you mean it won't scan? So I give them my ticket and it goes bonk. I'm like, what? I'm, I get another ticket. Bonk, 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 That's bonk. That's crazy. So I'm like, everybody back on the bus. Everybody gets back on the bus. I tell the lady there, I'm like, listen, I don't know what the problem is, but I need to go to the office at Churchill Downs, you know, here. And she said, well, you have to have a ticket to come in. And I'm like, what's the scam you think I'm running right now? Like, my scam is bring 56 people, leave them on a bus so I can get in for free? Is that the scam that I'm running? Like, come on. So finally I get the guy that sold me the tickets on the phone, the guy I'd done this business with for a long time. And he says, uh, where are you? I said, I'm, I look up, I'm like, I'm at gate eight. He says, oh, I'm at gate nine. I said, don't move, I'll be right there. So I say to the lady, hey, look, I just need to come in and go to gate nine. Uh, is it that way or that way? And she goes, uh-uh, even on this side, odd on the other side. Oh, shit. I'm like, well, you gotta let me in, let, let me in. So she lets me in. I go running. I got a brand new suit on. I go running through the through the mud. Every step I take, I'm hitting a puddle. I'm getting splattered, right? I get to gate nine. I can't find him. I call him up. Where are you? He goes, you took so long. I'm at gate eight. It's one of these deals, wow. right? So we played this ridiculous <laughs> game for about a half an hour. Finally, I go just into the office at Churchill Downs. And I say, hey, I've got this group, you know, uh, the VIPs, whatever. I bought these tickets. And I hand her the, uh, the, my ticket. And she, before I can even finish, she goes, that's not our ticket. I go, what? And she's like, no, there's no foil. You know, those fancy yeah, yeah. plastic right. tickets with the foil, whatever. Yep. She's like, yeah, those aren't our tickets. So I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. I go, okay, I need, I need to buy 57 tickets. They look at me like I'm, you know, uh, the first race has already gone off, right? We've got some time till the actual derby. And, uh, she's looking at me like, what do you mean? It's sold out. Like, what do you mean? There's no, like, there's no such thing. Oh, so manager comes over and he's like, uh, I said, you got to make the, a sweet, anything. Like, what can we do? These guys are all blowing me up on my phone, right? The guy that hired me, uh, you know, um, and so he's like on the, this guy's at the track is on the computer and he's like, I can do a hospitality tent. And I'm like, okay, will it hold all of us? He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, catered? He's like, yep. 
And he said, do you want premium bar? I said, yep, premium bar. And I'm getting so excited. And I go, and it's, 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 uh, is it at the finish line or a good view of the finish line? He says, yeah, well, it's, it's on the infield at the finish line. Oh, and I'm like, okay, this is great. And I said, so they'll be able to, like, they'll have a great view. And they said, well, yeah, it's in a tent. And I'm like, right, but like the view of the track is great. And he goes, what's well, in a tent? <laughs> we kept saying, I kept saying this over and over. We kept going back and forth. I'm like, but the view of the, of the finish line is great, right? And he goes, it's in a tent. We did this like 10 times. And he goes, it, do you know what a tent is? And I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, okay. And I'm like, I don't, wait, what do you mean? He's like, you're in a tent. Wow. And I go, you're not seeing anything. I go, meaning we don't, <laughs> like, we're going to watch it. How? He goes, on closed circuit. I'm yeah. like, on it, I said, wait, you're telling me I have 56 of the most powerful people in Beverly Hills here for a Kentucky Derby experience, and I'm gonna get them, put them in a tent, and they're gonna, uh, and, and they're gonna watch this on television. And he goes, in a tent. Wow, wow. I go, all right, how much? And he, he's like, okay, premium bar. Let me. I could let it go for, I think, 126. I go, 126 a person? He goes, no, 1,000. I go, what? He's like, yeah, 126,000. So I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know what to do. So I, I'm, I'm like, I give him the card. I'm like, it's never going to go through. There's no chance. There's already like, you know, I would average like 30 to 40K a month on it, but all for business, so, you know, right. all the expenses and stuff. I'm like, there's no chance this is going through. There's no way. So I give him the card, swipes the card. And then we're waiting, you know, for the sound, the printer, right? It went through. Wow. It went through, but there's no way I got the money. I don't have the money to pay for this. I'm like horrified. I was so upset. I just left. I couldn't face these what people. What happened to the scam artist? So he ended up getting arrested, went to jail wow, for fraud. like seven years. He did really? the same thing with a, group, a few groups wow. of people. And uh, funny thing, so now we're supposed to fly out the next morning, and I can't face this group on the. I, there's no way I can't. I can't. I can't see these people. These people, they didn't even call me by name. They called me event planner, <laughs> for like the for the day I was with them. Right? Excuse me, event planner. What time's dinner? What's this? What's that? So I call downstairs and I I, I say, hey, um, John Orlando room, whatever. You know, I just need to extend my stay a day. Card on file? Yeah, card on file. Thanks. I hang up. Five minutes later, I get a call. Mr. Orlando, did you have another form of payment? I go, what? She goes, yeah, your card was declined. I'm like, $126,000 four fucking hours ago. No problem. 98 bucks <laughs> for the Sunday after Derby. They, they cut you off. That's where we draw the line. Wow. So I, really? I, I'm like, can you, can you get me the manager? Manager gets on the phone. I tell him who I am. I'm like, hey, I got this whole group here. We have, you know, uh, 29 rooms, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I tell him the whole story that I just told you. I could hear in his voice like fighting tears, I think, because he goes, Mr. Orlando, you, you stay in this hotel as long as you want. It's literally what he said. Really? And I posted up there for two days. I couldn't, I was in the fetal position. I was so upset. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Awful. So let me ask you after that, the relationships been, with the 56, no more? It was really bad. They sued really? me as they? as wow. they should. To get their um, money back. And I told the guy, I said, look, I'm not even going to defend the lawsuit. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, here's what's going to happen. At the time, I don't own a house. I was renting. I was living in L.A. I'm like, I, I have an apartment. Uh, I leased the car. You're not going to get anything. So save your money. I was like, this is me telling you just save the money because you're not, you're going to get a judgment. It's going to follow me around and big deal. So I'll, I'll skirt around it. You won't get a dime. So I said, listen, let me work it off. Like you hired me for a reason. I got screwed. 
on this. Yeah, my bad. I, I, you know, I didn't even have a contract with the guy. That was so stupid. But like, you got to understand, I'd known this guy six years, seven years, like never a problem. Hundreds of thousands of dollars back and forth between Derby and Playboy Mansion, never an issue. I said, look, let me work it off. You want to have dinner with Pete Rose? I can make it happen. You want to meet Mike Tyson? I'll make it happen. You want backstage at Aerosmith? I can make it happen. You want to take batting practice at Yankee Stadium? Done. You want to take batting practice at Dodger Stadium? Done. Like, let's let's just let me work it off. He goes, I love this idea. Let me talk to the guys. He hangs up and I'm like, okay, I saved my ass on that one. He calls back like two minutes later. He goes, yeah, they don't want to work with you. <laughs> oh, so they file a suit. And then I, I run into him uh, like maybe two months later. And... Uh, I'm like, hey, and he's like, hey, he's like, you didn't respond to the lawsuit. I said, I told you, I'm not going to, like, you're wasting your money. You're just going to get a... There's nothing to take. There's nothing to take, man. Right. And he he got them to drop it. Real, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So we move on then, right? We move on. Now it's going to be a we to the derby. Not a we 50, to the derby. Yes. Yeah. I only roll solo now to the derby. That's unless a crazy I'm with a couple story. Other people. Crazy, I've right? I've heard stories. That's yeah. pretty... Terrible. Got all the way to the no, front. I've heard of similar stories with World Cup. People go to other countries. They get there, and it's, they have nothing. I, yeah, I've had a couple of friends I mean, of mine yeah, get scammed I mean, on they, tickets. They, but didn't you know someone at the All-Star Game or something last year? Or? The, uh, no, there was, yeah. There was, uh, yeah some guy was trying to sell us a crazy story. Another supposedly ticket broker yep. had 400 seats for the All-Star Game, <laughs> and he was trying to sell it to us. There was no tickets. So a buddy of mine, you know, went with it, really to a certain extent, yeah, and the guy was a total fraud. It's crazy. There was no, people have no conscience. No, no tickets showed up. No nothing. Oh yeah, he was pumping all these tickets to the All Star for the home run derby. It was like a few years ago. I think it was when it was in Colorado. I don't even remember. It's crazy. Yeah, this there. Listen, a friend of mine bought tickets for him and his son. Crazy story in Miami when Miami was in the finals yep. uh, in the NBA a couple of years back, and. Uh, Goes with his kid, you know, kid's all excited, ready to go to the game, ba ba ba. They get to the front, tickets are no good. It's terrible. He got scammed. They sold them, you know, bullshit tickets. Terrible to do that to somebody. So, That's know. just terrible. It happens. Yeah. That's the society we're in, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What got you guys into betting? Like, this was from time you, as far as you can remember? I well, can tell you. My, go ahead. Well, I mean, we, I actually, my history, I, Went to college, and I wanted to do a career in Wall Street. Really? Yes, sir. And I did work on Wall Street. I was training for my Series 7. Yeah. And you know what? I just didn't follow through. And then I always liked sports betting and sports. We got into this business in the 80s before internet, of course, before <laughs> anything. Yeah. Literally with a push-button phone. Yeah. Before lines feeds, rotary phone, a rotary wow. phone, odds yeah. feeds. I mean, uh, no caller you, ID. You, you may remember we used to work off the Nevada sports schedule. Jim Feist out here, he would yeah, solicit us, sure. uh, print up a schedule. Yep. There'd be boxes, and there would be the games. Yep. and you'd write in the lines. Yep, and uh, we used to advertise in that schedule. Yeah, and uh, slowly but surely, the the business has evolved. And now with the legalization, this is a gold rush right now. We have a lot of young people contact us every day. I want to get into this business. I'll work for you for free. I don't care. I want, I'll do an internship. Yeah. And I think this is a, a tremendous growth <coughs> opportunity going on right now in this industry. Yeah. Um, between uh, just content, producing content, and uh, every 21-year-old kid is going to have an app on his phone. 
Hundred percent. Think about it. It's mainstream now. Hundred percent. So everyone that's twenty-one and over can be a potential. Yeah. They're gonna have DraftKings, FanDuel, the, just one of those two at the minimum. They're gonna have that. And as far as people looking for advice, everyone's always looking for someone's opinion. Right. Everyone's looking for the edge. Yeah. That's the the edge. How did you get into it? I love sports as a yeah. kid. I mean, I played every sport there was. Like Boston, right? Up. Yeah, I was from Boston. Played hockey. Loved the Bruins. I mean, I was so into sports. And one thing about me that really turned me on, I, I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, I'm like like a like a rain man with numbers. Really, like you throw a number at me. So the the aspect of me trying to figure out who was going to win a game that, that that got me all jacked up. And then I just turned it into I you know got it. I moved to Florida. I was living in New Jersey. Make a long story short, I was living in Jersey for a while, shifted down to Florida, um, actually answered an ad in the newspaper, said looking for sports sales. I didn't know what sports sales was. So make a long story short, I went in this particular office, heard these guys selling games to people. I said, wow, this is great. People are paying <laughs> money for this? Yeah. I, I, was like, I was like jacked up. I'm like, wow, I can't believe it. So to make a long, again... I got into the business, worked for them for about a year, learned the business because I knew I could sell it. Yeah. And I knew enough about it. And I love point spreads. So I've been in it since 1988. Wow. I just turned it into like a one man band. And I just keep moving and grooving. Yeah. But yeah. I love it. I used to run one inch ads in newspapers around the country. I bought TV commercials just to get my name out there so people yeah. could find out about me. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. You mentioned prop bets earlier. And now, have you seen this site called Prize Picks? Have you seen Prize Picks? It's I, like, I, I market for Prize Picks. Okay, I, I'm an affiliate for them. So, is that a space now? Like that seems to be really hot. Like people really like the pick a player over under yards, over under catches, over under touchdowns. So, are do you have customers now that are asking specifically for that kind of info? One hundred percent. And the reason being, if you go back to fantasy football, yep. which I never got into. It was really a carryover now. Now people could bet individual props, but daily fantasy was really betting on players. Right. So the younger people now, that's all they really know. Right. Is LeBron going to score 30 points tonight? Right. Is, is, is yeah. So uh, props have become very, very uh, uh, main way to bet. Yeah. And once again, professional sports bettors, they do very well on props. Yeah, yeah. They do very well. I feel on like props. that's a, a a more fun way for the kids, for anyone to bet also, just because it sucks if you do pick a side and it's a blowout or whatever, you just right. you can you can be just deflated somewhere through right. the first quarter or the first couple innings, you know. Sometimes it happens, you know, a team lights even baseball, you know, an eight run first inning crane, you're like, ah oh, shit, you know. Well the props keep them in the game. The props keep you in the game. Right. It keeps you focused yeah. on the game, you're staying in it longer, especially if you're playing like so many completions or so many rushing yards, right? Intercept. So you're always more yeah. involved. And the younger kids like that. Right. You know, they, they, don't forget, when we got in this business, you only could bet really the point spread. Right. You bet the winning team or a total. Sure. There was no not, none of these thousands of options. I mean, in 88, was it still, was it handwritten tickets in yeah. the sports book? It was oh, handwritten it was. tickets, right? That was the biggest. 100%. <laughs> these no. kids don't yeah. even know. <laughs> 100%. But uh, what's really getting crazy now is this micro betting. You're talking about baseball. You could bet the, what the next pitch is going to be. Wow. That could be dangerous. Right. That could be dangerous, but you could literally be betting the next pitch. Yeah. The next hit. And, you know, it's uh, this, there's a lot to talk about with that. I don't know how you could possibly handicap that. Right. 
But it's it's really getting to a point like day trading stocks where well, basically. Well, if you're analyzing like in baseball, like certain pitches can get a little wild for a while. Yeah. Right? They can throw four, <clears throat> five, six, seven balls in a row. Sure. So if you're seeing they're a little off and you're following them real closely. Yeah. You Good can point. Get, you can get a gauge on them. Yeah. Or a certain hitter that's in a. On a run like that's the ball, it's like a beach ball coming. Yeah, you, know, you you could bet certain ways. There's certain ways you can, if you really watch what's going on, you can yeah. have a, You could definitely have an edge. There's yeah. no doubt about it, because certain pitches are, uh, you know, they're wild at times. Yeah, and AI is going to play a big part in this now because who's setting the the lines every second? It's artificial intelligence. Right. You, you only get 15, 20 seconds to. Yeah, make you don't that have bet. a guy like saying, all right, let's move. The right, line. right. It's, it's impossible. It's all AI <clears> is <throat> going to become a big factor in, in sports betting going forward. And uh, I think we're in the early stages here with this, with this whole industry, what's happening with sports betting now. I think it's going to go to heights five years from now, seven years. Who knows what other products they're going to develop? Yeah. You know, it's all about engaging the player. I mean, they're going to just want people betting 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know about that one. Well, I mean, you if you think about it, what's getting popular now, I particularly like soccer. <clears throat> you could wake up in the morning, you could bet a soccer game 9 in the morning here. In Europe, it's 5, 6 hours difference. True. Then if there's early baseball in the afternoon. What about could, Korean when we're doing Korean baseball? Yeah. yeah. It was like 4, 5 in the morning. No, yeah. no, That's crazy. when the games were starting. But, yeah. but, but if you think about it, you could bet an early soccer European match. Let's say baseball starts at 1 o'clock. You can move into baseball. Then yeah. there's a 4 o'clock baseball yeah, game. Easter. Then you got night games. Conceivably... You could be playing from nine in the morning to midnight, and you bet the Dodgers on the West Coast. Right. Think about it. But you know, you know how we think. We think a lot differently. We're not degenerate gamblers. Don't yeah. get it. It's a business for us when it right. comes down to it. Right. We earn our living by trying to be right more than right. wrong. So you, the more, we don't want to give out a, a bunch of games every right. day just right. to keep guys in action. We're looking for the edge. Right. Like, do you even consider it gambling? Uh, from, your, me, no. from your perspective, you don't. No, right. Don't. Yeah, don't. that's what I hear from like most. Like when I go to the tables and, you know, I'm going to fool around. That's gambling. That's gambling. Right. Because, I, you know, there's absolutely. Right. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But there is ways. Listen, when you have 38 years of ex 36, 37 years of experience like we do, yep. there's things that we can spot out. I mean, I'm a numbers guy. I look I look for numbers. I look for traps. I look for a line that I say, this line is not right. And I dig into it. And if I, you know, really feel that's the right way to go. I'm sending it in. Yeah, that's the game I feel the best about. Yeah. So. Last night at dinner, you you brought up a, you said a funny thing, uh, which I could relate to because I hear it from you know obviously I, I do the show with Krakenberger every week and like you don't have to bet, and you some of your customers like you know the, you you you're telling me you got you got a call he's like hey you didn't send me a bet and you're like right. there's th or was you saying it yeah it was you well, saying I, it right? I, yeah. I told you the story yeah. there, was, there was a day there was literally <laughs> one game on the board guy calls me goes Tommy. Where, where's the picks? I go, man, there's one game. He goes, I need picks. So I go, hold one second. I was screwing. I go, I got a soccer match in the Congo. He goes, give it to me. I was dead serious. Now, there was no soccer match right. in the Congo. But he was ready. No, no. Well, I mean, the, a lot of people are in this for the action. Action junkies right yeah. there. I mean, what, what Scott is saying is true. You got to treat it like a business. You got to pick right. your spots. If you're going to be well, if you're a serious player, don't yeah, forget. Yeah, I mean, right. If you're you have to make up. Are you having fun or are you trying right. to make money? Because you're going to get way over your head if you start just chasing. Right. And you're going to get hurt. And you're going to end up out real fast. Broke. You're going to have no life. Right. As far as financial, you know, you're going to lose all your money. Yeah. 
So what, why, why lose your money when, there's, you know, when you can play a little sharper and smarter and try to control it by looking for games that make a little more sense to you and don't just jump? Listen, I get guys, I win the early game at 12 o'clock. They're calling me back at 4 o'clock, got another one. I mean, right. we're done, bud. We won. Right. Well, right. Let's take the money and run. What's, we got tomorrow, yeah. we got the next or, day. Or like yeah. on Saturdays in college, games are starting at 12. Well, maybe the 12 o'clock games aren't good numbers. People are betting right when the game at noon, and then they'll go to a three o'clock game. Our approach is, hey, let's find the right number. Maybe there's no good numbers at our, all. Our biggest problem between you and me, John, and 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 Tommy, is controlling the customers. Yeah, they're out of control. Right. They want. They expect too much from us. Right. They think we're going to win eighty-five percent of the time, or we're no good. I love that you just brought this up because that was actually the next question I was going to yeah. say: is how do you deal with you if you're having a losing streak or you're having a, a rough week? That's not even call it a losing streak. Just you know. Well, you don't have a long shelf life when someone's paying you. Like we're in the right. we're in the business. We're getting paid for our advice. But their expectations are never very high. Right. It's never down to earth, never sure. realistic, right? Like they, no. they don't get it. Like they, they don't, don't realize. It. They don't realize it. Exactly. Um, I, I forgot what crack. I should know this. He'd probably be mad at me that I don't know this. But it's like to be a winning player, it's like 52 point something percent you have to pick or something like to just to be to be a winning player or 53 percent, whatever it is. H- high 50 or low 65. Okay. Yeah. At, at best, you're going to do that. Probably right. In reality. But that doesn't right. move anybody. Right. right. If that you doesn't call get a anyone... guy up, hey, John, how you doing? I'm f- hitting 55% of my games. These click. guys going to click on me. Right. Up on you. Right. No, it's not, no interest. It's so just... how do you get around that with people? How do you educate them? Well, you, you try to open their eyes. Why are you reaching out to me? Right. There must be a reason why you're right. calling me today. Right. That Obviously, the reason is you're not winning. Whether you want to tell me or not, we I know that already. Right. Because you wouldn't be calling me if you were a winner. Right. If you're making money at something... You're not going to call someone else. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to keep on doing what you're doing. Right. So these people that we deal with, and we love them, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I love to try to help guys out as best as I can yeah. and give them my professional opinions. But yeah. at the end of the day, they're coming to me because they're not making money. Yep. So that's it. And so they're looking for another avenue. Hopefully I'm the avenue when it comes down to it. Do they let you know when they're disgruntled? Oh, yeah. Is there a lot of that? <laughs> I get texts 2, yeah. 3 in the morning. You don't get good ones, though. Yeah. And wh- no you don't get, get no, the pat on the back. You don't get like no that. No one texts you when you win. <laughs> right. It's always. It's like I was telling Scott the other day. If a game is over at 9 o'clock, yeah. you start getting the texts at 9.01. Right. Not if, even 9.01. If I don't look at the scores, I'll know if a game won or lost by the right. texts coming in right after the right. game is right. over. You're killing me. Yeah. You're killing me. You lost yeah. uh, two, three in a row. What the hell's going on? You know, nothing positive. Right. And then I would imagine the other problem that you have to deal with is all, probably none of them respect the bankroll rules, right? So, Well, that's a great point. They're new with yeah. you. They just want to come out swinging. Right. You're telling them that one unit, whatever, they don't give a shit about that, and they're basically shooting their whole bankroll, right? Is yeah. that an issue? Well, we, we say the play the same on each game. In the end of the week, I pick more Ws and losses. You're locking a profit. Logically, that's the way to roll. <laughs> but the, these people are just total cowboys. Right. I mean, not they, everybody. I don't want. I don't want to paint the true. picture to yeah, everybody. Sure, it, it, but exactly. the ones that give you grief, right, are usually the cowboys. Yeah, they're they're right. doubling up on everything. They're going. Right. They're going for broke. There are some excellent players out there, there that are. respect what we do. Yeah. And we. That's what we work and stride so hard to you know for that type of audience. But the guys out there that expect us to do all these magical things. I mean, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they're thinking. And the, like you made a point, like 
I asked the guys, I said, what type of bankroll are you working with? Because I want to make sure I manage you properly. Yeah. If you tell me you have a $300 bankroll, I certainly don't want you betting 300 on one game. Because <laughs> if I lose the game, right. we're done. Right. And there's no relationship at that point. Right. So if you're going to play, if you have 300 put like 50 maybe $100 if I really feel strongly about the game. Even if the game loses, we still have room to come back and do, right. do our thing. Right. But a lot of these guys, they just put the whole 300 Right. They don't listen to anything we say. Yeah. That's the frustrating part about the business for yeah. me because I, I really don't want these guys going all or nothing. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense to go all or nothing. Yeah. And then the other thing I hear from Crack sometimes is he'll call the player and be like, hey, we had a good week, huh? And the, the answer will be, well, you know, because I, I made a couple bets on my own. <laughs> Do you, you get that you're shaking your head? <laughs> we, no, I mean, like I said. We, we, we've heard this no, too many no, times. No, no, no. Well, here, here's the crazy part. And like Scott's saying, you can't lump everyone in. Right, right, right. But you can't babysit You, you can go 9-0 and for a guy, John. Yeah. You lose the 10th game. <laughs> this guy's jumping all, all over. money. He goes, I'm broke, Tommy. Right. What? I mean, you know, right. logically, you give me 9-1, and one, I'll clean your house for a month, man. Right. I mean, you know what right. I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm broke. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that recently with <laughs> yeah, guys I mean, where, you, I, know. you know, you give them a good run, yeah. and you lose a couple of games. They're like, oh, I lost all my money. Wait a minute. You're 9-2 in mm-hmm. your last 11 games. Right. How the hell you lose? How you losing money? Yeah. Because they got so jacked up about the ones that won. The two that lose, they probably banged the hell out of them. Right. Now they're, they're not going to give you any credit. Right. Now they're like, I'm even. Yeah. So we hear it all. There's not one story that we've ever heard when it comes to gambling, good or bad, Yeah, that we have not heard. How so, many female customers do you have? That's an interesting point. Um, I went to, Every year we go up to the SBC conference at yep. the Meadowlands. And last year, I think her name is Amy Howell. She's the CEO of FanDuel. Mm-hmm. And they were interviewing her. And she Wait, said, I didn't realize that. The CEO of FanDuel is a female. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Didn't know. She's sharp. And uh, she said our biggest growth segment of players are women. Women. We are getting a lot of women now. Getting a lot of women coming in. They're we much actually more. brought a girl on our show, remember? We, that we, we did. Represents uh, this group of, uh, to educate women. There's a company Gambles. called The Betting Ladies. Okay. Very smart girl. She just promotes to women in sports betting. Smart. So... Uh, they're more conservative. Yeah. Women are more conservative. Yeah. Uh, you can't really, they don't get hyped. They don't get crazy. Yeah. They want to take it slow. But to answer your question, women are definitely oh, yeah. a big growth part of this. Because, and look with, with the Swifties, with Taylor Swift. Right. That was an ingenious marketing plan. Whoever planted that to the NFL, you got all these women now that I guarantee bet that Super Bowl. For sure. To bet the props, is she wearing red lipstick? Right, right. Is she going to be hugging whoever? Yeah. And then Kelsey props. Kelsey props. Right? I mean, yeah. it's it was ingenious. It yeah. was ingenious. Yeah. But uh, no, it, women, if they see their boyfriends hit an 18 parlay. They, they want they, in. They download the app. Well, don't forget... The legalization helped. Yeah. Because yeah. no woman's going out looking for bookies and bars and places, barbershops <laughs> like guys will. Right. So having the legal sports books right. was the whole key. As Mainstream. soon as the last couple of years, we've got such an influx of women players interested yeah. in what we're doing. Yep. And and some of them are pretty decent players. I mean, yeah. I've had some women players. I, I currently have some right now with me that are betting, you know, decent money, hundreds yeah. of dollars to thousands of dollars yeah. per game. Yeah, I've noted uh, the reason why I asked is because I spend a lot of time, obviously, in the sports book, and a lot of the poker rooms are near the sports book where I play. And I'm always shocked at the you number of women? girls that I see in the sports book. Yeah, 
betting at the window, not just watching yeah, games yeah. at the window. No, are they betting for their boyfriends? That I don't know. <laughs> I know that is definitely a, a thing. Run, a lot, lot of them are, run for them. Right, right. They want to stay low-key together. Right. Because yeah. who knows if he's got an issue or something. Right, right. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. No, I'll, def- I'll tell you, I'm, I've, off social media, I've, I've seen so many females that have been reaching out to me for, yeah. for picks. Yeah. The last year or two, it's tremendous. And what about there's a lot of female uh, influences now? I mean, we could throw a few names out there. But sure. They're uh, oh, I mean, Kelly in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's with the Wager Talk group. Yeah. There's a girl, uh, South Florida, Amanda Casey, ex-NFL yep. cheerleader. Yep, I follow her. She, she's, uh, I hear she does tremendous yeah. numbers. She just got picked up by Better. Yeah. Now she's a rep for them. Yeah. What so, blows my mind, yeah. though, what does she know that got, you know, we're doing this thing right. about for a living for 36 years, every aspect of it. And this girl is, you know, nothing, no disrespect, but sure. she's been around for a few years. She's hot, no doubt about it, whatever the case may be. But what could she really know at the end of the day to give guys the feeling that she's going to make the money? Yeah. And give them the winning edge when it comes to sports betting. Good question. Over someone like us. I mean, not, not saying we're going to win all the yeah. time as well. I mean, you know, we're trying to stay consistent, obviously, but it's a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's but if she, if she grew up as a tomboy, maybe, and, you know, maybe yeah. dad and brothers played sports. Yeah, and, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, know what it's, I mean? it's yeah. just kind of frustrating, like things that make you go, hmm, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Like Amanda, that guys would be actually buy her picks. Yeah. Or is she there for the women? Like to your point of like True. more and more women, is maybe they're they're getting her like well, oh let's... I I think from a marketing standpoint, women will trust a, another woman before a man. I think with selling picks. Yeah. So, but I think the majority of our audience is guys just drooling over her. Sure. And let's face it, uh hey, she, she might be talented. Let me right. I, you don't know. I, no, I she don't. She may th- be talented. She, right. She's very talented when I was young. Did. I, I that's when I got into the business, when I was very young. I mean, yeah. I started betting on sports when I was like 17, 18 years old yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I got into it. Yeah. So, I mean, four or five years later, I mean, you you know, you, you pick up a well, lot of knowledge well, pretty go, quickly. Go to any ESPN, any of the major networks. They have attracted women. They have women a lot of women. Commentators. Right. Yeah. Why? Well, it attracts men. Let's yeah. face it. It's just the way life is. Yeah, but some of these yeah. women are real knowledgeable. Oh, no, they of know course. For sure. They Especially like on MLB Network. Oh, yeah. They talk the talk really well. I mean, I you know, obviously it's the sport I follow the most, so I, I can't speak to the basketball, the girls that cover basketball and football really that much. But like baseball, I'm always shocked. Like that you can tell it's because you could even if it's they're reading off a teleprompter, if you don't know what you're talking right. about, you still won't sound right. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And they sound right. right. It's it's pretty impressive. They're very uh, uh, very impressive. Yeah. Some of them definitely. Uh, ESPN's got some good ones like with their betting selections. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're solid. Beeson has yeah. that one girl. What's her name? Bonatelli? What's her, the blonde girl? She's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's very good. Yeah, she's, yeah. Beeson has a really great setup. Do you, you know at South Point you, or well, at Circa? Was, Circa. Yeah, it's really nice over yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they have a real good setup. They approached us, actually, to market. Really? It was very expensive. The package they wanted, like 15000 a month. Oh, and wow. And I just said, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. But they, they have a tremendous platform, though. Yeah. I mean, it's almost a 24-hour. 15K a month, and what do they do? I mean, they were going to promote us. They were going to put us in their newsletter, their websites. but And can you do some shows from there or no? I don't think that was included. I thought it was airtime. There was airtime involved. Uh, no? Possibly. Commercials? But, but I do see companies like Action Network send reps every day yeah. on there. They got to be paying them to do that. Yeah. So they got to be paying. I don't even think it was part of that. I mean, 
we passed, but uh, I like the way they, they have a real nice platform. Brett Mushberger started that. Yeah. And they got uh, paid too, right? Fan, fan, oh, yeah. or no, he got, DraftKings he, or FanDuel bought it. He got bought, bought out for $240 million. Dra- DraftKings bought it, right? I and I think so. I believe they had $5 million in, right? Crazy. I think they launched that for $5 million bucks. Crazy. I might be wrong, you but I'm pretty sure. I, think it was, I don't know about how much it was, but no, they sold, nice they sold for $240 million. Yeah. No, I know. But a lot of these companies that bought these, these properties, I hear they're losing their ass. They are losing their ass. I know I that. Hear they're they're none of them are happy with the result. When legalization went, uh, a bunch of sites like ours got bought out, and I hear they're getting killed. Yeah. Getting killed. So competitive. And so I, back in the day, you never heard the bookies getting killed. Like one, right. The bookies had a bad year maybe once every 10 years. Right. You know, now these these big companies are all getting killed. Yeah. Well, they're of, getting killed with the money they invested because to buy, they're spending so much to, to buy, get the customers. Like I hear DraftKings. I, I think uh, Fandle just turned the profit or DraftKings after like wow. five years. Yeah. Most of these books are not making any money yet. You know, DraftKings headquarters are close by. Yeah. Have you seen? They're in a nice I, new I, building. I, I right across not. from Durango. Really? Yeah, it's nice. Uh, but no, uh, they're, uh, they're, in the end of the day, there's probably going to be three, four players in this industry. Right. Uh, the small, like I used to be an affiliate for Win. They win bet's gone. They no. went out of business. Yeah. That got, is how I got an email, email one day. Sorry, we're closing shop. How? Like how does that happen? Because it's they just, can't they can't know. compete. They had a very small percentage of the market. They overpaid they they to make money. DraftKings right. and FanDuel are the two majors. You're gonna have BetMGM, you'll have Caesars. But so and very interesting. I always talk about this conference I go to the SBC. Last year a guy was up there on the stage and he's saying the biggest player has yet to come into this market. Really? Yeah. They're talking possibly a Wall Street house might get into this and turn this whole thing into like a like a trading type of thing. Really? They're saying the biggest player is yet to come into this market. Maybe it's Action Street. Junkies. Hey, let's go. What do you think? Let's go. It'll be the we again. Right? We, we I'm we, in. We got to do the I'm we. I'm in. ESPN bet. I don't think they're making money yet. No. But they're, they're doing well, I hear. Oh, very popular. Well, well, it's popular, but once again, sports betting, the margin is very little. Of they're, course. they're making 5 6% on right. the yeah. volume. Well, that's all they need. And, and that's not including their expenses. The hold is not high in sports betting. That's no. why, right. you know, casinos here make their money on the rooms, the entertainment. Right. They don't, and sports betting is a very low margin right. for these companies. Let me ask you this. You've been in the business for so long. Yes. When you started out, you probably didn't want to tell anyone you were in the business, right? Because it was you know, frowned upon, it was disrespected, it, it, you were a degenerate, you it, were a loser, right? It's funny how you... Well, now you guys are like legendary rock stars, I think. It, it's, it's flipped. Well, I got... 100%, I, man. My son, you know, I'm not going to mention, but he, he's 16. Yeah. He goes to high school. I'm like the most popular guy in this. In the <laughs> I believe it. Because they all watch my stuff. Right. And they're all into, you know, and I, and I condone it. You know yeah. what I mean? I said, no. I don't want you well, doing just that like type. poker. They're asking me who when they come to my house. Hey Scott, who do you like? You like your free pick tonight? Right. These are sixteen-year-old kids. You're come right. on, guys. Stay out. I tell them stay. You know. But just yeah, wait. It, it's when it's funny you said that at the beginning because it was hard to explain. Yeah. What you actually did. Right. I'm a sports handicapper. They thought you were a bookie. Right. Right. First thing they said. They thought you were a bookie. Right. They They, they didn't know. They didn't understand. But you know poker. Even poker has come out of the 
back room used to have a, car, a private room. 100%. Smoky room. Now poker is, uh, I, they have all these shows, uh, the World Series, it's become mainstream. I said the same thing. I had Phil Helmuth on my 24-hour yeah, show. These guys are rock stars now. And that's all, what all I said. Phil Ivey and all yep. these. Years ago, a poker player looked as kind of a, a, a sleazeball type of dude. Right. For no, sure. No, no disrespect, but, but now these guys are yeah. rock stars. Yeah, Rounders started to change it a little bit, right? The movie Rounders changed a yeah. little. Oh, we got Mike got, Fail. Yeah, uh, Rounders started a little bit, and then when Chris Moneymaker won Chris the World Series in '04, maybe right. That's uh, what started it. that changed it. Like, wait, a regular guy can win this, right. and it changed everything. He he skyrocketed it. Yeah, yeah. Chris Moneymaker. No right. poker for either of you. No, no, I was never a poker guy. Blackjack. No. Any nah, table I games? I like craps a little. I'll dabble. You like him with the craps. But he, like he's much bigger than me. But uh, hey, hey. I, I, I'm more. You stick to sports. I like sports. I like sports. But uh, you know, like I said, this is this is an industry right now where I mean, I look at it. Texas and California still does not have legal betting. That's ninety That's million so people. Ninety million. Now they're all not going to be betters once they get legalized. All these people are going to come swelling, looking for picks, looking to open up an app. Yeah. So, no, I think we're in the third inning. What's wild is it really hasn't hurt Vegas that much. No. No. How's that possible? You can't replace this town. I'll, tell you, right. out I'll here. tell you why. Because Vegas doesn't care anymore like that. They, they make so much money on the entertainment, the You're rooms, right. the food, and everything else. You're right. They're not buying. Listen, when I first came to this town, they were buying business, buying me to come up. Hundred percent. I used to go. I used to get. Forget about the perks I used to get. I walk into a hotel back in the day, and I, there'd be ten, fifteen thousand dollars waiting for me. Wow. To walk in right. to play. Right. Because I was a known player for so many years. They're not doing that now. What was your credit line back then? Oh, uh, I don't want. You don't want to say? Okay. It's up there. It was up there. Yeah. Obviously, if you're getting 10 to 15K. Yeah. And they'd fly you in. And I used to work with, uh, I don't know if you know this guy, but he was he was the real cool. Jimmy Tipton. He ran the pump. Of course. Yeah, the pajama party. That's right. Come Jimmy, on. Jimmy was Hard guy. Rock first. Yeah. Then he went to the Palms, right? right? With the Maloofs. With the Maloofs, yeah. Jimmy took care of me yeah. on gold. He dealt with all the big, yeah. big time, big time. He died, players. what, maybe 10, 15 yeah. years ago? Yeah. Something like sad. that? It was a, yeah. yeah, Jimmy was Tipton was the bomb, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got invited to all his parties out there yeah. at the time. And, Did yeah. you know each other then? I've known him for many years, but the Maloofs, what happened to the Maloof brothers? They were, they were big I don't know, there. man. Yeah. They disappeared. Yeah, they sold. Uh, they sold the palms yeah. to the Fertitas, uh, and the Fertitas flipped it pretty quick. Uh, they, those, were, I mean, I didn't know them at yeah. all. But you know, I Hugh knew. Hefner used to have his uh, up, up top at Moon. Right. Uh, yeah, he, well, he had the, the suite, moon. the fantasy right. suite, right. and then he had up the Playboy Club right. right at the top. Exactly. Yeah. So I used to stay in the room like two floors under him with really? the pool, you know, overhanging mm -hmm. the pool, the whole nine yards. But he used to be all. He used to go there with you know his the three girls he was hanging with at the time, the blondes. What was your favorite hotel in this city? Like, when you think of, like, the most fun you had in Vegas, what was the hotel that you remember well, the Well, I'll most? tell you the first one I went to. Yeah. Which is cool. I stayed at the Riviera. Same with me, the old uh, Riv. And, and, and <laughs> I, had, I had some great times in there. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a big player. That Italian restaurant used to be really good. I don't remember I the name of it. Say, it was legit. It was very legit. Right? Very legit. My 30th birthday party was at the Riv. they took care of like gold. They'd you know, bring the, the, roll the card up yeah. to you. That was my dad's home for yeah. many years. Yeah, I love Performing-wise. It's a funny story. I was staying upstairs on the top floor yeah. at the time. And they said, uh, uh, Mr. Matthews, we're going to have to move you. And I said, uh, what's going on? They said, oh, we're shooting a movie, a casino. Wow. So we need, to, we need to lock the whole floor down. So 
casino uh, was starting to shoot. Right. And I moved down a couple of floors. I didn't even realize it at the time, you know. Yeah. And then this movie Casino, yeah. which was huge, came out. And they had balconies, uh, those suites at the Riv back then. It was the only hotel I had, like I the did. Frank Sinatra suite, uh, is where I had my thirtieth birthday party. It had a, it had a um, balcony. It was amazing. Old Vegas was cool. I Old love the Vegas, desert man. Inn, man. The, the desert, desert Inn. I saw uh, one of Frank Sinatra's last concerts at the death yeah. of my dad. The Di. Yeah, it was great. He had a forty-piece orchestra. He had the stool with the yeah. cocktail right in the center. What hotel comes to mind for you? I like the Bellagio. Yeah. Classic. I like the Bellagio. I yeah. really, I remember when it opened up, and it just has a, a nice vibe. Yeah. But the first place I ever stayed, Great I beds. came out here in the mid-'80s, was the old Riv. Yeah. And I remember I stayed at the Mirage when the first year it opened That was up. exciting. I had a cabana oh, at the that pool. That was unreal. That yeah. was like... When the Mirage the, opened, that, I was going oh, to UNLV back then. The yeah. White Tigers. I mean, that yeah. was the place. It was place. a big deal. And who knew? That was the first of, of yeah. uh, Steve Wynn. I mean, he turned this down Legend. around. Legend. You don't hear much of him anymore no. either. He's down, he's down in South Florida now. Is he? Yeah, that's what they said. I spoke to Pucci. He's a nice man. You know, it's a funny story. Uh, I used to stay in the villas at the Mirage in, oh. the, in the way in the yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. With their own pool, with their own... Yeah, the whole yeah. backyard, basketball court, yeah. you know, whatever. But one night, I didn't know they kept the Tigers below. All the Tigers <laughs> were kept in the back there. Yeah. I hear, ro- 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 I hear roaring at like 3 in the morning. Like, I thought, what is going on? I thought Tigers were coming into my yeah. room. It was oh crazy. God. I never knew. It was the first time I was staying yeah. there. And, and they must be mating or something. They say during mating yeah. season, they get really, really loud. I swear to you, I thought these things were coming right through the window. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was like, the next morning, calling my host, what's going on here? Yeah. He says, oh, don't worry. It's all good. I have great childhood memories of like the Riv and the DI because my dad performed there. But the Hard Rock opening in, tw- in 95, I think, and I was like 25. From 95 to like 2000, 2001, man, the Hard Rock, hard rock. just you can't beat the Hard Rock for me. Like that was just... Have you been to the one in South Florida? Yes. Guitar? It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm excited for the Mirage to, to transform into the Hard Rock. I would love to see that. I would love yeah. it. Big guitar on the strip. It's going to be nice. Growing up here must have been crazy, huh? It's crazy, yeah. I mean, I we lived in L.A., but my dad worked back then 26 weeks a year here. So half the year between the DI, the Riv, and the Hilton. So yeah, Your dad's been around forever, man. Yeah. He's like a fixture. Yeah. His last show is March 22nd, the Mohegan. Yeah, You're coming? I'm That's going. crazy. Are you coming? I would love to come, man. Come on. Yeah, I've never been to the Mohegan. Tie, tie Yellow ne- Ribbon, ne- baby. Yeah, yeah. No, it's classic. Yeah. That's classic. Knocked three stuff. times. I must have said that song in my sleep a thousand so times. Funny. I did a day. little research before I came. Your, yeah. your dad went to the White House. Multiple he times. He met Betty Ford, and he, I showed him a picture. I should... How about if I tell you, Betty Ford was in a, my house growing up. Come on. Yes. Did she have a few drinks? I don't know. I no, think she was already sober by then. I hope so. um, Come they, on, uh, what? Let, let her rest in peace. Well, yeah, no. they came. They came to the house, and my dad went to dinner with them at Paponi's, a restaurant on Sunset and Barrington in Brentwood, uh, close to where we lived. And uh, yeah, the Secret Service came like a week before to like sweep the house, and like it was crazy with the snipers Do you remember, on the roof. Though? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I remember you clearly enough to remember yeah. like some of these big names. Oh, like, yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah, you didn't yeah, really yeah. realize who it really kind of was, though. I knew who they were, but I didn't really, like. I don't so obviously. I was like, so oh young, I didn't God. appreciate it. Right. right. Yeah. The baseball side of it, because I was starstruck with baseball players. So like, I remember being six years old, seven years old. I'm in, I'm in the locker room. With I got Steve Garvey and Ron yeah. Say and Dusty Baker and 
Tommy, obviously, you know, grew I, up in Tommy's office. I got a great baseball story. You'll appreciate yeah. this if you remember. 1967, Red Sox against the Cardinals yeah. in the World Series. We lived in lived in Boston at the time, outside Boston. My next-door neighbors were Reggie Smith, who played for the Dodgers, and George Scott, the boomer. Yep. I went, I was five or six years old, to their big party to celebrate them winning to go into the World Series. Wow. I was in this house. I, I, I don't even know. I was in this house with all these players from the Red Sox. Wow. My father and mother were tight with all of them. That had to be so exciting. And I was a young kid. I, I didn't know anything yeah. about it. But here I am. I got photos yeah. of it. And they all looked like men, right? And oh, yeah. a lot of them were like 23. <laughs> you know, George, George Scott used to throw baseball bats down at me. It's down, we lived It was an apartment complex, really nice outside of Boston. He used to throw baseball bats to me down below. That's wild. He was, as a kid. I, you know, I would, what do I know? Like yeah. you say, yeah. at the time, I wasn't even in awe. I didn't even yeah. really realize what I had in front of me there. Love baseball. I'm so excited for spring training to start. Now, will you get in any future bets or do you not, well, do you no, not want I mean, to tie up we, the money? We, we, the thing about future bets, and we've spoke about this at our, our podcast, OSB Sports Podcast, uh, you got to wait a whole season to cash in on a future bet. Yeah. People now want action. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I, V-Sitting's good. They give out a lot of future predictions, but future bets you got to wait till October to get your money. Right. So, but people like that, though. I they, mean, they do. They want to go along with, you know, true. go for the ride with. Yeah, them. you could get some real good value with future bets. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't cash out when you was when they got to the world. Did you did Did you like most guys hedge. do? You didn't hedge it. Nope. A lot of guys. And I even I'm friends, so I'm friends. I, I cheated a little bit, not cheated, but um, I'm friends with Neil Liebman. He's one of the like principal owner of the Rangers, okay. uh, him and a couple other, you know, part of the group. Right. And uh, I sent him a text. And I said, hey, I just want you to know I have this bet, and I will not hedge. I know we're going to get this done. And he was like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, I did the same thing a few years back when the Cubs played the Red Sox. I'm real tight with Coco Crisp since day one in the big leagues. I uh, did PR for him. And when he went from the A's to the Red Sox midseason, like around right. All-Star break, yeah. I made a bet. He was a spark. Player. I made a bet on Red Sox to win the World Series. I think I got thirty-five to one, or something. Same thing. I put a thousand bucks on him. Yeah, the Red Sox. And uh, I said, was I'm not going to hedge. Big on the team, then. He, big yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there, yeah. I said, I'm not going to hedge. I'm not going to hedge. And we were looking good. It was three games to one, and then three games to two, and then three to three. And I still didn't hedge. And then I don't know if you remember Game Seven, but you know we were winning, and then the rain delay, and then Jason yeah. Hayward gave the team a pep talk, and I don't know what the hell happened. It came out, and the Cubs just lit it <laughs> there, on fire. There, there, there are sites you could sell your ticket now. Your pro, your prop bets. There are, there's yeah. exchange. Really? We met, we met some. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I met it? those guys too. Yeah, uh, it's called, what is it called? I'm blank. Something, but there's an exchange now. Yes. If you If you could sell your ticket for yeah. X amount on the I dollar. Th I think that was Matty Betts' guy. You know Matty? Uh, yes. Um, I don't know him personally, but we follow yeah. each other on Instagram. Yeah. I like that guy. He we, lives we, in Florida. Yeah, we've Actually, he lives guy. close to the studio. Yeah. He just we, told me. I brought yeah. him in. We've had him on the show. We've had him. Very knowledgeable guy in UFC. I like Matty. Very nice guy. My son on the airplane said, Dad, you got to speak. I didn't know who he was from home. Really? Like my 16-year-old son, he follows everybody. He knows you. Anybody who do a UFC and things like that, he gets all jacked Really? Oh. We got to get him to a fight. We're yeah. going to get him to a fight. I'm telling you. He would love you. He'd probably this make summer, you his father. Come back here. Come to Vegas on a Tuesday. He wants to come for the... Contender uh, Series? No, he wants to oh. come when they have like the whole big... Uh, 300? Expo in the summer. Oh, International Fight Week. Right. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. Come. But, but anyways, make a long story short, we're flying to Vegas, my son and I, to go to UFC event. He yeah. says, Dad, that guy's Matty Betts. He's got a huge following. You should yeah. go speak to him. Yeah. Just tell him you want him on your show. So 
I introduced myself yeah. to him, make a long story short, we became friendly. And uh, yeah, but his his That's buddy awesome. is the one that does, they do something with those tickets. Right? Okay. Yeah, Matty Betts, we went to his man cave in, in Florida with him and his watching guys. UFC. Watching UFC. Watching UFC. Really? One oh, night. my God. They shoot a lot of their content. Yeah. Yeah, it was a night, you know, it was a good night out. Yeah. Good night. But he he's a, he's a good guy. He seems like a good guy. But yeah, this prop stuff, this exchange, it's, uh, yeah, you could buy a guy's ticket. Yeah. And it's a way you can get out and a guy can get in. Yeah. And See, one thing about me, I would hedge no matter what. I'm grabbing that show. Really? Oh, yeah. You got, <clears throat> you got to. I know it's the right play. I just can't. I'm, come on. Yeah, no. I, I, got, <laughs> I got you. The name, uh, the name says yeah. it all right Speaking there, of actually. names, uh, tell everybody where they can find you if they're, if they're listening and watching and they want to take a shot at having you guys steer their uh, sports picks. What do they do? What do well, they do? I have a couple of channels, but Instagram, OSB underscore yep. sports. There it is. Trey's on it. There Trey's on it. Look at that. Wow. And my site, and I my, think about my site, onlinesportsbet.com, great domain. I have an odds feed of six regulated books, so you could shop numbers every day and oh. see all the different numbers. Which we didn't touch on. That's actually super important. It's super important. Explain that for a second well, to everybody. Well, what it is, is it's it's a funny, it was, uh, you you know, you could look at a line from DraftKings, whatever, like uh, FAU tonight, which I do like, by the way, it's Thursday minus the six and a half. Yeah. Opened up at four and a half. You got to shop different books to see what lines they have. So line shopping is very important. Uh, you might pay extra juice on a certain book. It's like buying a suit. Yep. You don't buy your first suit. Go to second place. Uh, but it's onlinesportsbet.com, and my YouTube is OSB-Sports. Yeah, we'll put that all in the show description as well. Thank you. And uh, Scott? Here we go. Uh, best way to find me is on TikTok at SMPICKS, P-I-C-K-S. I put there out free is. stuff I every see it. day. There it is. There it is. Every day. Trey's just on it. Trey might Look be better that. than George. Are you better than George? It's possible. <laughs> it's tough. It's yeah. tough to uh, pass up on legendary guys. Right, right. But he's doing a great job. Man. Uh, Appreciate this, being yeah, here. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'm Definitely. glad we made it happen. Definitely. Thanks yeah. again for dinner last night. That no, was really great. It was really it was good. fun times. Anytime. And, uh, Anytime. Let's do this again whenever you're in town. We'll Let be, me know. We'll be back in uh, early April. Yeah. Maybe uh, also for football season, if you come back like uh, – August, September-ish, whatever. Let's throw you on Gridiron Junkies with George, who you met earlier today. Sure. He yep. hosts Gridiron Junkies. I'm sure he'd love to talk to you guys, too. Awesome percent. Cool, man. Well, you got to right. get your boy Crack on also. Yeah, but definitely, crack definitely. Crack is traveling. He You're, did respond to my email. Yeah. So I said, next time, he, no problem. You've never met him, right? You haven't met him in person. Never met him in person. He's phenomenal. No, You're no, gonna I, love I, know, I know a lot about him. He so. is one of my favorite people on the planet. I, I love Bill Krakenberger. He's the best. Perfect. All right, Trey, take us out, whoever you do it. I don't know what you do. You push some buttons and show it.